Hello, you're listening to The Raphael Letters. My name is Gabriel Dantes, and as always, I'll be reading a letter from the Archangel Raphael to a guardian angel named Shariel, who's protecting a young woman named Sarah. Today, in Raphael Letter number 2, the Archangel is expounding on the power of prayer. We will learn how our choice to pray or not to pray affects our daily life, our anxieties, and our ability to pursue our unique mission. After the letter, we will read through meditation questions to help us better internalize the spiritual truths contained within the letter. Stay tuned on Sundays for new episodes, and be sure to click the follow button to not miss out. Click on the link in the show notes, www.gmdantes.com forward slash the Raphael letters to read the entire letter and follow along. And while you're on my website, I also encourage you to take a look at my children's book series called Aria's Adventures. You can get the first few chapters of that book for free on my website. Hope you enjoy them. Now, without further ado, let us read Raphael letter number two, The Power of Prayer. Most beloved Shariel, I'm glad that Sarah has turned her soul towards the Beloved. And how glorious it is that you feel the strength of it burning inside you. Yes, I remember the glory of it too. You're right to say that it is like turning one's face towards God's eternal glory. For though we always behold the face of the Father who is in heaven, Matthew 18.10, we also are in the desert of the world, We are like trees which have one root in the river and one root in a dry desert. This is what it means for us to guard them and share in their struggle. But when they pray, it is like drinking from the stream from both roots, the same stream that gives life to all things and makes them holy. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Glorify him always, my dear sister. But do not be distracted by the joy of it. The battle still wages on. Very soon your opponent will make it his highest priority to compel her to forget that her time of prayer is changing her whole life for the better. I know it may seem impossible for her to forget that she was more miserable, irritable, depressed, and anxious before having a life of prayer. But I assure you, Shariel, She can easily forget this, as I have seen it happen many times before. To guard her, then, bring to her mind often the importance of prayer, and how the lack of it is affecting her. I know you mentioned the importance of reminding her often of her unique mission. You are most right in that. But the priority must be her prayer. Her mission is like the fruit grown inside a rich and beautiful garden. The seeds of her gifts were planted long ago by the hand of the Beloved, and he has caused the trees to grow. But it is only by watering that garden with prayer that it can bear the fruit that is worth tasting. It might be difficult to see how this is the case in some professions, Certainly it is obvious how prayer will aid the woman called to be a doctor or a counselor or a mother. The time of prayer will give her the love, kindness, and inner clarity needed to become better at her mission. 
But what of the business owner, the stock market trader, or the mechanic? How does prayer help them in their mission? You may guess the answer if you remember from your training what are the basic effects prayer has on the human soul. Prayer begets real wisdom for life. And this wisdom arises from quiet reflection and a clear mind. Without prayer, the enemy will confuse these children, pulling them from one idea to another. I know of one soul who the Beloved visited, and she was very anxious about many things. Martha's heart was tightened, as if there were a vice gripped around it. What really gripped her heart, though, was her anxieties, needing to cook, needing to clean the house, needing to clean their clothes, needing to gather water and food from the market, the health of her brother Lazarus, and her concerns at how she was to provide for her brother and her sister now that Lazarus could no longer work the vineyard. Each of those anxieties is a legitimate need that the enemy would present to her. Then the enemy would whisper to her, You must take care of your family, because no one else will provide for them. You notice how, as always, the enemy says something that is true with something that is false. Martha must care for her family, because she was the eldest daughter. But the enemy weaves a lie in with it, that no one will provide for them. The implication that Martha accepts is that no one, including Jesus or God the Father, will provide for them. It is sad that accepting this lie only leads God's children into unnecessary suffering and anxiety. Their heart is gripped tight by the enemy, and they become a slave to their anxieties, rather than free in Christ. If only they knew that the Father truly cared about them and wanted to help them. The Father provides for them in several ways. First, the Father provides for their needs more directly, as, for instance, when Jesus raised Martha's brother from the dead. Or you may be asked by your superior to mediate a healing or provide for a basic need of food, money, shelter, or some other essential good. Second, the Father may provide for their need through another human. This is preferable, as this facilitates a growing of love and humility among God's children. Lastly, you may be asked to help inspire her heart directly with a solution that may improve her situation. This is the most common way that the Father prefers to help people, as He wills that they might have a relationship with Him and speak to him directly in prayer. If only his children would first go to prayer with a problem to ask for wisdom from their father, they would avoid so much wasted energy being spent fighting the confusions of the enemy. This, then, is also the reason why I counsel you to have Sarah focused first on prayer, for without that... 
her work will be filled with anxiety and confusion. But with prayer, her work will be more peaceful and fruitful than she could possibly imagine. This is achieved when she truly masters the art of praying without ceasing. Beware of encouraging her to this too soon, though. For I have known many well-intended souls to feel so zealous in their faith and become too bold. They believe that if they are always praying, they can avoid praying at specific times. I know that this is difficult to believe because even the Lord himself needed to pray at specific times. Mark 1, 35. But you would be surprised at how many of his children forget that simple detail. So when you at last do encourage her to pray without ceasing, make sure that it flows from her time dedicated to prayer, as water that overflows from a fountain and pours out into an entire garden. Servant of his healing spirit, Raphael. I hope you enjoyed this letter titled, The Power of Prayer. In it, we learned how prayer empowers both us and our guardian angel, and how not praying and not trusting God leads us to unnecessary anxiety. The point of these letters is to bring some spiritual awareness to what is going on around us, to help us enter more fully into these letters and their unique themes, I have composed the following meditation questions which you can find below the letter on my website. While I encourage you to write down your answers to these questions in a notebook to help you engage in them, I recognize that not everyone has the time or freedom to do that. So if that is the case, then as you listen, I recommend paying particular attention to your answers. Perhaps say them out loud if you are alone, or repeat them to yourself in your mind. The purpose of this is in order to create greater awareness of our guardian angels throughout the day and week that we might do what St. Paul encourages us to do, pray without ceasing. Let's reflect on those questions. What is a spiritual reality that I am now more aware of having read this letter? What is something I wish I could say to my guardian angel right now? Is there something specifically I could thank them for? What is the struggle that I wish my guardian angel could help me more with? Guardian Angel, can you help me more with this, please? Please pray for me on my behalf that God's grace might be poured into me to aid me with this. After looking at this letter, what behaviors might I have to change? Or what sins do I need to repent of?
Have I considered how my actions affects my guardian angel's ability to protect me? How does prayer positively affect my unique mission or my state in life? How does not praying negatively affect my unique mission or my state in life? How does not praying infringe on my ability to love those in my life? How does praying empower me to accomplish my life goals? What are things that I am anxious about which I need to surrender to Jesus? Lord, please take away these anxieties. I trust you, Jesus. Have I been guilty of trying to pray without ceasing, without setting aside particular times to pray, even as Jesus did? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, who in your unfathomable providence are pleased to send your holy angels to guard us. Hear our supplication as we cry to you, that we may always be defended by their protection and rejoice eternally in their company. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule, to guide.